Welcome to this episode of On Strategy Showcase. This is Ferguson, Chicago. Piper Dolan is head of strategy at Ogilvy's Chicago office. She worked on Modelo while it was an Ogilvy client. We talk about the Fighting Spirit campaign. And for those of you who don't know it, Modelo is a Mexican import beer into the U.S. and It's a popular blue-collar working man's beer with a rich history in Mexico and the Hispanic community here in the U.S. The campaign had as its goal to broaden the appeal of the brand beyond its core Hispanic audience to the wider general market here in the United States. And it decided to do this by celebrating the shared values, work ethic, and life experiences across cultures. Um, Tullamore Dew, which is an Irish whiskey marketed here in the U.S., might be the best example that I'm aware of, of a brand navigating those sort of murky waters in the face of the immigration debates over the last five years and the definition of what it means to really be an American. Uh, but Tullamore Dew, the work was brilliant, but Tullamore Dew is not a Mexican beer. And the white working class general market in the U.S. is not known for being the most open-minded and inclusive segment of the population. But thankfully, that segment is getting more diverse every year. So time will tell. You can see the creative work here on the episode page, along with my interpretation of the strategy in the Get To Buy creative brief format. So this is Piper Dolan, and this is the story behind the fighting spirit. Enjoy. Uh, welcome, Piper Dolan. It's so great to have you here on an episode. We tried to do this before, but it didn't work out. So uh, great to have you on the uh, have, I, have you on the show. Hi, Fergus. It is absolutely um, great to be here. Thanks so much for bearing with me on getting our schedules um, aligned where we could do this. I'm happy to chat with you today. So we're going to talk about uh, Modelo during its time with Ogilvy. Let's begin by just giving us a little bit of background on the Modelo brand. Uh, tell us a little bit about the history of the brand. Just, just briefly, give us a sense of where it sort of sits in the category. This brand has such rich history. Um, not many people know all of the you know, background that really went into it, but it started way back when, in 1922, in a small town called Tacuba, Mexico. And it was this group of 12 men. Um, they were actually all Spanish background. Um, they were not Mexican, believe it or not. And they came together um, to establish um, the, the Modelo Brewery. How would you describe the, uh, the segment that the uh, brand lives in? So Mexican imports is definitely the segment that we fall into. And, and what was interesting is we, we had, gosh, probably a, a, a bit of a perfect storm on our hands. So there was this rising popularity of competitive and, and you know, wine and spirits um, and really just the changing consumer preferences, making the beer consumption, you know, decline drastically. But then you also had a ton of competition within the Mexican imports, and that was heating up. So, you know, when you think about um, this, this accelerated category decline from a beer standpoint, Mexican imports, you know, were really on a tear, and they were increasing the share of the U.S. beer market so much so that, you know, they account for about two-thirds um, when we think of the, the beer market today. And the number of Mexican beers on shelf had proliferated, too. So whether it was Estrella or Sol or Tecate, Dos Equis, Pacifico, Victoria. I mean, it was Coronas. You've got, you know, five different versions of those. This explosion really challenged um, Modelo's hold on the Hispanic consumer. 
and, and frankly, choice fatigue that was going to start to sit in among general market drinkers as well. So when you when you say two thirds, are you talking about two thirds of the import beer in the U.S. is Mexican brands? That's correct. Would you say that that uh, Corona, it, within the context of the different Mexican beers, I think most people um, thought of Corona as being one of the more the more popular original Mexican beers. Did was Corona the brand that was sort of in your target set when you were thinking about this, when, when it was with Ogilvy, or were you past that, that you were looking at something completely different? No, you know, I mean, it's interesting. Look, uh, Modelo is, is a part of a larger organization that, that uh, you know, some people know, Constellation and Corona is as well. So there's definitely, um, you know, the, the idea of cannibalization on the marketing manager's minds. But for the most part, when we think about um, you know, Modelo and who it should be competing with, we, we don't really see Corona as a direct competitor because we were so loyal to that core Hispanic base and making sure that, you know, our audience was comprised of this, this Hispanic drinker. And when we think of Corona, we really think of them more as kind of the everyman's beer. They really play into more of a um, need state of relaxation or or a mood, whereas Modelo is really anchored in that heritage story, and and that um, is is extremely relevant to to that core Hispanic audience. Um, so that's really the difference there. So so Modelo would be described as not only a uh, a, a a sort of a Mexican brand, but it is it is dominated. Is it fair to say, or used to be by Hispanic drinkers? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that was, you know, our original audience, you know, Modelo's core audience is, is a loyal Hispanic drinker. And, and to them, Modelo is the beer of their fathers and their grandfathers. And they have, you know, very strong memories around, you know, the moments they share um, together uh, when Modelo is a part of those moments. Um, it's a brand that's been a part of those special occasions and and frankly, the everyday gatherings that they've had for many years. And, you know, because of their sense of pride and history, they really value Modelo over other beers and, and other, you know, Mexican imports too that have perhaps mainstreamed too much, if, if you will. One of the things I noticed when I first saw the creative work, and I was kind of questioning it in my mind, I was thinking, you, you guys seem to show a slightly older demo than one might typically associate with beer category advertising. Was that deliberate or, or is it not the case? You know, it's a great question. And I think if, if you were to have asked us, you know, a few years ago when we started the campaign, we may have said yes, because we, we did have, you know, a loyal Hispanic drinker that, you know, wasn't your, your younger millennial, so to speak. And we weren't necessarily trying to hold up a mirror to them, but we were certainly trying to relate and let them know that, you know, we actually um, get you because we are you. I think today we've started to, you know, find that way where we can still um, maintain the loyalty of that core audience and our relatability with them but expand out and not just to expand our target, um, you know, with the general market, but even with those younger Hispanic second generation, you know, Hispanic Americans who, who still, you know, pride themselves on a strong work ethic and, you know, what that means. 
but there's, um, you know, flexibility in how those, we call them hero stories come to life, but it's that shared, those shared values around, you know, hard work and perseverance and, um, you know, grit, frankly, that, that still exists very much with the brand. Does that heritage story holding the brand back or is it fueling growth? I think that it is for sure fueling our growth. I think we have found a really great way of, you know, honoring our heritage without getting mired in it to the point of stagnation or irrelevancy. I think that Modelo being seen as the working man's beer, um, but at the same time, it's been glorified a bit. You know, it's not this cheap, light Mexican beer, but it's also not a premium exclusive one. It's the working man's beer. And then um, I think at, cer- at some point you decide that there's an opportunity for Modelo to go even broader in the general market, right? Tell us about what the client ask was at that time and what you guys had to do strategically. Sure. You know, I mean, it's the age old question, right? Um, and, and it's really a simple one. How do we win with the general market without alienating our core? And in this case, our core Hispanic base. Um, you know, as I've alluded to, they account for so much of, of our business and, um, you know, it would be detrimental if we played our cards wrong and they started to erode. It became, uh, an area that we had to explore, um, and we had to do it with delicacy and we had to do it with sensitivity because, you know, we had to figure out what are some of those shared values that are going to be resonant, um, with both our consumer and, and, um, a a much, you know, broader general market audience. And, you know, our positioning is super unique already compared to anyone else on the shelf, Mexican beer and otherwise, um, you know, from a positioning perspective and how that really carries through to its packaging, the tone of voice, the visual identity system that we put in place, everything is very, very intentional. And, you know, you think about the shape of the Modelo bottle, the typeface used, that gold foil. Those are those are precious elements that we knew not to change. Um, and and we, we said, you know, we're not going to change those at the sake of just trying to garner, you know, brand affinity from the general market audience. So how would you define the Modelo positioning? The positioning, you know, the fighting spirit isn't just a line. It really is a part of the brand's DNA. And, you know, we inspire and encourage people driven by a greater sense of purpose. And and that's what really makes the fight all worthwhile. So whether you're Hispanic or American or or a different ethnicity, you know, I think there's this notion that people, you know, certain people have been stereotyped and overlooked and underestimated, but it's these adversities and facing these adversities that really help fuel, you know, your success because it brings out that fighting spirit. That really, to us, is is what this brand is all about. It's 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 how it came to be, if you think about it. And because you know they, in terms of the hero stories that we tell and the consumers that that we resonate with, they like us believe, you know, in this idea that it doesn't matter where you come from; it matters what you ma- what you're made of. And and the fighting spirit, in a lot of ways, equates to that very belief. As a planner, you're faced with this ask from the client. So what do you, what do, you do to ensure that those values, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that those values are 
are universal amongst a certain group of people. But the question becomes, how do you translate them from being a uh, predominantly Hispanic audience to being a general market audience? And this is back in a time when we weren't and and arguably still are not the most inclusion in, in, in terms of inclusion. It's not a strength of American culture. How do you, how did you deal with that? Because you were at the heart of it at that time. We, we certainly were. And, and I mean, you hit the nail on the head, you know, our strategy around the fighting spirit in order to grow, it had to be more inclusive. And, you know, the general market believed in a more inclusive America, even though we, we were facing the most divisive, you know, time that, that our history can remember. Um, so we had to really show how we could build a campaign, um, to make Modelo this inclusive brand. And, you know, we, we conducted a lot of research. Um, you know, we needed to find our shared ethos. So we conducted a lot of research to identify um, characteristics that really united our, you know, loyal Hispanic consumers, our general market drinkers, and frankly, the brand. And it was, you know, cross-cultural cross ethnographies um, and, and a lot of different things that you know, allowed us to tap into that. And we identified this group of people that we refer to as self-made men and women. And it's this shared belief that no matter your background, um, the only people that they need to prove anything to are themselves. And, and we sometimes further define that, um, you know, by their blue collar grit, their resiliency, their commitment to get back up when they fail, um, you know, their, their persistence when the odds seem stacked against them. And, you know, it's it's really a psychographic profile that cuts across Hispanic and general market audiences and resonated strongly um, in both worlds. Where did the idea of of um, a hero stories come from, and, and why? Why a hero? Well, I think we launched the campaign the first year, and what we ended up doing was talking about ourselves, but not in a chess beady kind of way. But we started to tell the story about how we, you know, became the model beer brewed for model men um, because that story is our own. And we then evolved that to say, wait a second, there's so many other stories of individuals who embody that same um, that same set of values and the the same, if you will, narrative arc that kind of goes into that that those stories. And again, it's usually this notion of, you know, starting from a, a humble beginning and, you know, from there it's, it, you know, you, you're, you're met with an, an obstacle or, or something that you have to tackle. And we would really, you know, dramatize that challenge and, and, um, and understand what that hero went through to overcome it. Tell me a little bit more about that year one. You said that, you, what was the, uh, what was the comms focus in that first year? So the first year was to just kind of talk about, you know, we have a humble beginnings too, implicitly implying it doesn't matter where you come from. Right. Then we talked about, you know, um, Modelo believes that, you know, the adversity that they faced actually helped to fuel their success. Okay, so that heritage had been established in, in comms year one. So it was sort of the story of Modelo, which then sort of went from an internal reflection to, to an external look at how 
those values manifest amongst others. Tell us about the initial briefing. Was there ideas that were sort of rejected by by uh, by the client or were there strategic contributions that were sort of uh, pushed back on by creative? I'd, I'd love to hear about that dynamic because I think we all, we all experience those times when we present a strategy and it just sits there like a uh, like a fruitcake it goes nowhere. <laughs> was there any any aspect of it where there was pushback? From a strategy standpoint, we really wanted to start pushing this idea that you know we've been so rooted in being a Mexican beer honoring Mexican heritage in America, and it was time to uh, you know break out of that a little bit. And we wanted to, you know, become a Mexican beer that honors the changing face of modern America. And I think there was some reluctancy in saying, okay, so do we still have to tell pure, you know, Hispanic American stories um, because their authenticity adds to ours? Or can we start to, you know, branch out and talk about second generation Americans who, who share our story and knowing that their relatability is going to appeal to a growing general market consumer, knowing that, you know, this, this changing face is certainly meant to be literal, be it race, ethnicity, gender, but it's also metaphorical when you think about the, the changing national culture and the, the standards and stereotypes and, and the importance of diversity. So you know, I think we were really saying to the, to the, the brand, you know, you're ready, you're, you're, you've earned the right to, to talk about this. And it may have taken, you know, a little bit longer um, for them to get there, but, but we've done it. And now we tell stories of, you know, um, Americans who, who, who were born here. And we tell stories of, you know, um, different ethnicities who also face challenges. And it became clear that, we just happen to be a Mexican beer telling those stories, but it's not, it's not just a beer that belongs to, you know, Mexican heritage. It's a beer that belongs to all people who encapsulate and embody that fighting spirit. And once they got that, we were able to really, you know, blow this campaign out of the water. And I shouldn't say campaign, blow this point of view and this purpose um, out of the water. Was it? I love what you just said. I want to make sure I captured it right. Did you say that the changing face of Hispanic Americans? A changing face of modern America. Yeah, so yeah, that's great. It wasn't just the changing face of America. We really, really wanted to highlight it's modern America. And the face of America, you know, 30 years ago, certainly didn't look like what it looks like now. But modern America is diverse. You know, general market is by no means general anymore. You know, that's right. we, we have to acknowledge that. So there was a lot of, I don't want to say hesitation, but I think just nervousness because we were all, you know, coming to this realization on our own that to just now start to say, okay, we're going to, you know, just make that all about our communication. It was, it was, uh, you know, scary, but in a lot of ways, how, how interesting that a Mexican beer is shining a light on such a, you know, interesting dynamic for for America. Have you ever seen the I think it's Tullamore Dew, which is this uh yeah. Irish have you seen that have you seen that work about blended? Yes. So okay. we're we're very glad they're in the whiskey business, not the beer business. But yes, we um we we've we've we played that ad played that ad many a times. No Irish need apply. 
We say goodbye, make our mothers cry, break hearts for the dream, and no Irish need apply. Who built the bridges, mate, and scraped the city sky? Then bled with your sons. And so, the blend begun when I wed your lovely daughter. Maybe you shouldn't order, but you gave her away to be with me. Now, what do you think? Are you gonna buy me a drink? Aye, with these hands and with this heart, I touch you and we never stand apart. E pluribus bleeding unum. Have you got it? Do you know what that means? It means blend. Blend is the backbone of this place. Look around you. Every generation's got a different face. Some very different. Some pretty like me. Everyone's gorgeous if you open your eyes to see. We were all them once. And now we're just us. Just you, S. Yeah, so the, the, I'll drop the Tullamore do uh, spot into the uh, into the show episode so people can watch it. I thought it was brilliant, and mm-hmm. uh, and it, they had such a unique way of reminding people what it is to be an American and rooting it so beautifully into the product, being all about this concepts of blended together. It's a, it's a blended whiskey, and they just took that idea of blended and talked and related that to American culture and what it's where where how it was originally formed and is still formed today a beautiful work now i i think your work will obviously be in in the in the show page show episode can you can you talk a little bit to what uh tell us about the concepts and what the work is about yeah i mean our our store our our stories um you know generally come to life with um again it's a it's a true it's a real person stories and um you know we 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 really try and in 15 or 30 seconds when it comes to TV, um, do justice to just how remarkable these individuals are and how, you know, what that can mean for, um, the, the core Hispanic drinkers, the general market drinkers, and, and how you can really identify with these people's stories, even if you yourself haven't been faced with the same adversities or the same challenges. Juan Rodriguez Chavez and his family fought to become American citizens. He wasn't born here, but that fact never once crossed his mind the four times he put himself in harm's way to save the men who were. Since 1925, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from, it matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, brewed with a fighting spirit. A couple years ago, we used Olga Custodia, and she was the first, um, you know, uh, female hero that we had featured. Because the truth is, men aren't the only ones drinking beer, um, and they're also not the only ones with a story to tell. And we just felt it was about time to to bring um, a heroine to life on screen. And so we premiered Olga's story. She was the first female Hispanic U.S. military pilot. In my opinion is it's the the hero's direction has sort of got a limited shelf life. And so I, I wonder, is there an evolution that you were thinking back then in terms of 
yes, we celebrate these heroes. There's probably two years of that before it needs to shift. Uh, and I'm wondering, was there ever thought given to what would have been next in terms of what the strategy or the story would need to evolve into? I love that question. Yes, 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 yes. So I think we, I don't want to say that we were sitting on the sidelines just telling stories, but in a lot of ways, that's what we were doing. We were telling these wonderful stories and therefore we were a brand that, you know, respected and honored and paid tribute to those stories because in a lot of ways they were our own. I think what we decided we needed to do, and this really started with that partnership through the um, Fighting Spirit Cause Initiative and everything that we're doing, is we needed to start taking more action. And we needed to, you know, um, break down barriers to help redefine modern America. So instead of just shining a spotlight on some of it, we wanted to continue to redefine it and be a part of that story. So it, it was more about taking action as a brand to change the narrative in this country versus just reflect upon stories. And, you know, whether that's through our cause initiative, whether that's through some of these other programs that we've now engaged with, um, you know, again, like bringing a music program to the forefront, but doing so through this, through this lens that I just described, those were the ways in which we could start to take action, not just tell stories. And I think when we really think about the future, it's this idea that we're not just a Mexican beer um, anymore. We're actually a Mexican-American beer because we have so become a part of the fabric of modern America that we take pride in, in being both Mexican, but also very much American. Piper Dolan, head of strategy at Ogilvy Chicago. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing the story of Modelo with us. It was fun. Thank you for having me. It was fun. I appreciate it, Fergus. You have a great day. You too. And we'll see everybody on the next episode.